While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. program south coast tonight um so marcus farrow and, and is here as always holding down the fort i'm chris mccarthy listen we, we're gonna be joined here in a moment by by our good friend a friend of the show a friend of everyone's billy sylvia billy sylvia the head of the new bedford fire department's union um to talk about the the the, the staffing the training and the heroism the heroism of his uh members this this fire we this latest fire we just had in the city of new bedford Hey, Billy, how you doing? Hey, guys, good. How are you? Marcus and Chris, uh, thank you for having me on. Hope Th- you guys are doing well. Thanks, thanks so much for joining us, Billy. I know, I know you guys have been really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and again, I know it's early stages, um, but ta- tell us what you can, what you know, and what, what, what's confirmed about, about the fire so far. Um, yeah, and it's still under investigation, yes. so there's not a whole lot. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, pretty, basically what's out there, um, unfortunately, um, you know, there's two uh, fatalities, two victims that uh, succumb to the fire. Um, and our, our prayers and our, con- our condolences go to those the families of those two uh, victims, and then and then the other victims, everybody else that was hurt, numerous people that were hurt, some really seriously. Um, you know, uh, uh, prayers go to them, and hopefully they they have a swift recovery. Um, but it, you know, uh, it was you can see by the pictures and the videos that's playing out there. Um, it was chaos. It was hectic. Um, our members pulled up um, to to a crazy scene. You know, they were up against it even before arrival. Um, they were really at a big disadvantage. Um, and as soon as they pulled up, you know, they they went straight to work uh, in rescue mode. And I, I can't say enough of, of our members and what they they do day in and day out. And um, another case, you know, with this this crazy um, fire upon arrival. They, you know, they they did everything that they could. You know, and then some. Billy, you know, talk a little. You've, you've done this before when you've been on both with, with me and Marcus over the years. Talk about the the science of fire and how quickly these things go, and and what you folks have to do as experts um, to try to control them. Talk talk about the fire science for us. Yeah, uh, so th- there's a lot to it. I mean, it all depends. You you know, on on fuel, what's burning, um, how, what it's getting fed with. You know, what the air conditions are. If it's, if it's it, it goes to the outside. Is there wind conditions or anything like that? So a lot of it depends, and um, and depending on what is actually burning, um, a lot of the times we have synthetic plastic stuff in our our buildings and our rooms that we're living with now, and, and that stuff, the BTUs and the heat that that gives off once it starts burning is incredible. So you can have a fire double in size anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute. So, again, depending on what else is in that room, um, it could go very quickly. And, you know, you could you could have in a small amount of time, and especially in a small room where um, this being a rooming house, you know, the, the rooms and bedrooms in this place are really, really small. So depending on what's burning um, and, and all going at the same time, you could, you could create a flashover condition 
which the def, you know what happens with that is um, everything in the room just heats so fast, so rapidly, and it, it, there's so much heat in that room, and it's contained that everything at once just combusts. Everything at once just catches fire. So, I mean, just imagine how hot it has to be just for that to happen. And that can happen very quickly um, in, a, in a lot of instances, especially a place like this where, you know, there's a lot of rooms to it. They're, they're small in size and there's not a lot of, um, you know, windows or, or, you know, the roots in, in a place like this. So, it, you know, it makes, us, makes it hard for us to, uh, you know, to gain access sometimes and to get at fires um, in buildings like this, unfortunately. So, uh, Billy, um, you know, what is, I, I know that it wasn't just you guys out there. Uh, there were the departments from the surrounding towns. What surrounding towns were able to provide? What role did mutual aid uh, play in this uh, fire, uh, in this in this incident? Um, I, I don't know if, if we had any on scene. I know usually they, when we call mutual aid, they come in and cover the rest of the city because um, right off the bat, we didn't even have all our apparatus there. Um, as soon as the first do truck arrived, um, and gave their report. They called a second alarm right away. Um, and then command showed up and they started seeing everything else going on. And shortly after it was a general. So that called everybody we had in the city to the scene. Um, and then all off duty personnel that's available to come in to assist. And then, uh, and as soon as we call a second alarm, we start calling for mutual aid, which be surrounding towns. Um, and then as we call for more alarms, we call in more mutual aid. So usually we have a cushion at the Haven, Dartmouth, a couple districts of Dartmouth come in. Sometimes mana poise it. Um, you know, it just depends on the size of the fire and what we go on. So I, I, I think we pretty much had everybody that was closest to us to come in um, and, and give us personnel and apparatus to cover the rest of the city. Because, you know, it, a lot of times it's not the only thing that happens that's going on, um, especially in the middle of the day. A lot of things can happen um, in one instance, you know, so we got to be ready for anything else that happens too. We're speaking with Billy Sylvia, who's the head of the um, New Bedford Firefighters Union. Um, Billy, and, and you'll understand where I'm going with this question, um, building off of what you just said. Nobody called, no one told you yesterday that you guys are going to have this major fire later in the day, right? In other words, you've got to be ready for any circumstances. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's what we train for. Uh, uh, you know, hope for the best, uh, pray for the best, I'm sorry, pray for the best, you know, um, and prepare for the worst. You know, it's part of our training, um, you know, day in and day out that our members do. Um, you know, we, we have a, a, a very aggressive department. Um, the, the way, you know, we, we perform, um, we, we go in and we, we try to, to get as deep into a fire or attack the fire as much as we can, um, and especially to save, you know, life, for life safety, to save people. That's our number one task, right? Um, but our guys train day in and day out, um, you know, Unfortunately, COVID kind of put a damper on it for a little bit because we were limited on what we could do together. Um, we're getting a lot of crews together, but you know, luckily now we're we're getting we're getting uh, everybody back in in the in the groove of doing training. We just had our own May Day training, so um, in case we get our own guys stuck. Um, but you know, there's multiple evolutions evolutions that we do week by week, um, and sometimes it's it's you know it's just repetitive. We do it week after week, a month after month, and and you know we just we just got to stay on our toes with it because. Anything can happen. You never know. These guys weren't even halfway through their shift uh, for the day. And then, you know, in the middle of the day, they show up to a fire like this that is, is just blowing out the sides. You've got, you got people, you know, hanging out windows, jumping out windows. Um, it's just, just chaos. And, you know, luckily it wasn't uh, in the middle of the night because it could have even been worse. So, Billy, um, it's it, unfortunately, 
right now we have everyone's attention because of, of a, such a fire like this. So it is important now that everyone's paying attention to talk about what your department needs, staffing levels, equipment, training, the closing of stations, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Every, we've got everyone's attention now. You know, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's got to be discussed. Talk, talk it's, about what you guys yeah, are talking I mean, about. I mean, it's, it's a necessity. I think uh, anybody that listens to the show or you guys, um, uh, you know, we've had our battles over the years with, uh, with the administration. Um, and unfortunately we had a closure a couple of years down the South end and, uh, uh, combination you know, of, of a couple engines put together. So we, we lost an apparatus that brought us from 10 to nine. We lost four on duty firefighters 24 seven there. Um, and then there was another closure that was planned uh, with engine eight, which was the first due of this fire, first engine due right up the street. Um, and we had a big battle with that, you know, um, and we fought, we fought. I remember Joe, Joe Kennedy came to, to yeah, cushion yeah, it out. We, I remember that. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was big. I mean, just a congested area like that, you know, a lot of you know, we've had a lot of bad fires in that area because of the houses the the buildings are so big they're old um but then they're also so close together we've had plenty of businesses up there to go unfortunately we had a number of um you know not just uh, yesterday but over the years we've had a number of fatalities in that area but you know we, we got into a serious uh, battle with the city and um i don't know if you guys remember i think it was thanksgiving 2020 we had that big fire absolutely oh my god massive day. yeah kevin Cormier ran, ran in yep. save the guy yeah, that 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 was it was crazy. You know, uh, again, our guys heads off to our guys. Um, you know, a couple a guy off duty went inside on his own after he left church and saw him and and, and pulled the lady out of out of the first floor. Um, and then you know, guys worked tirelessly through the day to to try to save what they could. But that set off like a, a it was a pattern. Like not I wouldn't say a pattern, but that just triggered that whole year from then on. We that. just had fire after fire. It was like yeah. something unseen, and, and I don't know how long. It was just fire after fire. We had some major fires. We had a few generals. We had multiple multiple alarm fires. Um, you know, it was busy. And then, you know, it, it just it just came. It just proved that point where the necessity of of a of a the department that we have that you need manpower you need apparatus you can have you can have all the shiny new you know fire trucks that you want but if you don't have the people on the rigs doing the work it's not going to do any good um so we had that long spell over that year um and then then they you know we were fighting for engine eight to try to keep it and then unfortunately a block over from this fire yesterday we had another major fire that was another general and we had two fatal fatalities there uh too unfortunately and then shortly after, um, the mayor announced that he was going to keep Engine 8 open, which which was great because they saw a necessity and the reason and to have an apartment like we have. You know, we, we need as much as many trucks as fully staffed as we can because one, our age, um, and two, the the the, the builds and then just the, the 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 size, the way the city's laid out. We need we need as as, as many as much manpower and as many uh, apparatus as we can. Uh, to get to a fire as, as fast as we can with uh, uh, as many firefighters as we can, because that's what you're going to do your, your best. If if we had, say, if we had a one less truck, if Engine 8 was not there yesterday, you know, um, and four less firefighters, with all those people hanging on windows and that fire blowing like that, you know, it could have been even worse. So luckily, you know, the, the administration did, did the right thing, kept Engine 8 open, and, you know, we can, we can you know, we're always going to advocate for more personnel on our department and our job because it's just an inherently dangerous job and what we do um and you know we've become a, a, a one department does all now you know it's not just fires it's accidents it's hazmat calls um you know 
water issues, electrical issues, uh, you you name it, we go to now. And, you know, we, we do our best to provide a service and to help out the community and the people in it as best we can. So the, the more the more staffing we need, you know, because it's just, it's just nonstop every day. Um, again, I, I can't, hats off to, to our members, you know, they, they work their butts off day in, day out. And, you know, I, again, I, I say it all the time, but these, uh, our department, our men and women are second to none around here. Uh, we're speaking with Billy Sylvia from the New Bedford Fire Department uh, Union. Um, Billy, th- um, one of the things is that um, we're, we're seeing more electric cars on, on the road and those electric cars, when they catch fire, um, have a very uh, uh, very high heat profile. Um, and I, you know, I'm a firm believer in training. I know you are. Mm-hmm. Training and equipment is what keeps you guys alive and what keeps the public alive. Uh, have you guys started training on electric cars, fires, things like that? You, do you feel prepared for that? Yes. Uh, I mean, you can never be prepared uh, as much as you think you are. Sure. But you're absolutely right. Is um, there, there are more and more of these cars on the road. Um, it's not just the cars. It's, you know, accessories. It's, you know, um, you know, toys. It's, it's, it's part of everyday life now, right? And sometimes people don't even think of it, but these things are very dangerous. So you have to, you know, make sure you follow, uh, like manufacturers, you know, recommendations on, on what, if something happens to it, if it's damaged or th- like that's serious stuff. You know, um, I think we had a uh, fire in the North end, uh, recently that, uh, I don't, I don't remember. It was under investigation at the time. And I don't remember what the outcome is if they, if they deemed it was, um, from the, the lithium ion batteries, but that's what they were looking at. Um, and it, and it caused real significant damage to the home. But, um, you know, this is serious stuff. We, we have over the years, um, done some training. It was basic, but we've, the, the department's trying to offer, uh, more and more training. And unfortunately, some of the stuff comes at a real expense. Yes. You know, when our budget's limited. So we're, again, we're trying to do the best we can. We've had some, some small classes. I'm hoping to get some more. Uh, we do have one of our, um, our staff positions. Um, he has training, uh, in this, in that area. And we've got some equipment to, to help contain if there is an issue with, with, uh, or damaged battery or something like that. We can put containers in. But yeah, they, they the, what the damage that they can do just, you know, if they go off, if they, if they explode or if they, they catch fire, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be very, uh, you know, cautious of that stuff and make sure you follow any, any, uh, manufacturer specifications if there's an issue you know make sure you call fire department right away and you know we'll we'll go and do whatever we can to to help out and take care of the situation but serious stuff so billy um the um last year we had the situation where uh on the police side but it but it affects your members obviously um uh, officer cassidy uh got covid in the line of duty he, he died, um, but his wife is not able, and child are not able to collect his death benefits. There was a, a, a petition. Your union supported it in the city council. It went forward it got all the way to the state house. It died up there. There's, there's going to be a renewed effort uh, to try to get that done. Um, the um, I know that um, th- there are firefighters in the state house. You guys have a hell of a presence up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have, have you thought anything about that? About moving forward to try to reinvigorate that to to help the Cassidy family out. Yeah, it's always it's always uh, you know we talk about stuff stuff like that's always when we're trying to help out uh, you know our, our brother policemen and whatever we can to help out the families. Um, you know, it's unfortunate uh, you know what happened to him and, and uh, with this co- you know with COVID could kind of happen to anybody. You know, Absolutely, we've we've had our own members that you know numerous guys um, you know got it. We unfortunately had to have a couple guys uh, retire um, recently because because of COVID, um, but. It, it, you know, 
it's an exposure that they look at. It's, well, how can you connect? Can you really connect it to the job? Or did you get it from going to the supermarket? So it's a battle, you know. Yes. Um, you know, people, you know, they don't, it's, it's a cost. They look at it as a cost. They're just a number, unfortunately, uh, sometimes. But um, it's a serious issue. We, we need our, we would like to have our members, not just our members, but their families protected in case uh, uh, something like that, what happened to Cassidy happens to somebody else because, you know, these people are going out there uh, putting their lives out on the line, protecting and helping the community. Um, and they should be protected from the, the community they serve. And and, so, and 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 by the way, Billy, I think that not only do your members uh, and 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 the local talk show hosts think you guys think that should be the rule, but I think the general public does too. It's really the political guys that are that are, that are, that are yeah. narrow minded on this thing, and I just think they need to get get, yeah, get shaken up a little bit. One of those things I think that you know it goes it goes way up further than what we have in the city. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, again, it, it turns into a line line item sometimes for some people instead exactly. of looking at the reality of who, who it affects and, you know, what it does to people, unfortunately. So um, I, have a que- uh, I have a question uh, about some goings-on over here. We've recently had uh, uh, my friend Kevin Gonzalez, president of the mm-hmm. Fairhaven Fire Union, talk about their uh, low staffing levels. Um, uh, we talked about it at length, and now they're looking at a Prop 2.5 override over here. They're now uh, accusing the town of... I think misleading people on on their uh, mm-hmm. position on staffing. I didn't know if you just had any general comments on the situation here. Yeah, glad you brought that up. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate sometimes. Uh, politics usually always seems to uh, to uh, fall over into uh, categories that they really shouldn't be in. And public safety is, yeah. is the the major one. You know, unfortunately, um, just just look at the times we're in. You know, um, it, you know, economy is kind of crazy still. You know, what's going on? But look at the housing market, right? And business, business, certain places still booming. You have businesses opening up left and right in areas. You have houses being built all over. So what is that? You're creating more population. You're having more residents come in the city and more business come in the city. Yet, what is one of the last things that's done is is increases to public safety and services. Yet, you're still increasing taxes, your tax base and, and whatever. But, you know, you're having more people move into the city uh, with, with more traffic, more businesses, uh, you know, you can make you can make arguments for it all day, but bottom line is you need for for any of that stuff you need uh, a properly staffed department able to respond. You, if you go by NFPA standards, the National Fire National uh, Fire Protection Act, uh, you're going to need a certain amount of number of fire uh, of firefighters show up on a scene with a certain amount of minutes. So, right. if your your city and towns are getting bigger and bigger, you know you, you need an adequate department to respond. If you're just showing up, you know with with two an engine and a ladder truck with just a couple guys on it, you know, you're very limited in your role of what you're going to do. If you have to do, you know, multiple, uh, you know, evolutions, you know, whether it's rescue or protection, or you have to go in offensive mode or defensive mode, uh, you still got to get water, you got to do ventilation, you got to do search and rescue. There's a lot of stuff that goes, uh, you know, and, and then just the fire, but again, fire departments nowadays don't just respond to fires. There's, there's numerous things. And then, you know, there's more traffic, more cars, more businesses than ever right now. So you, you got a lot of times you have more than one emergency going on at the same time. So you need a properly staffed department, not just in one particular area, but you need you need it spread out through the whole town or the whole city, or, you know, however, however it is. But the more manpower, the better, because you're ready for you're, you're ready for almost anything. 
You want to say everything because, you know, you never know what you're going to expect when you go to work. Just like yesterday, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. like as I said earlier, you know, not to be facetious, but no one told you there was going to be a fight in the afternoon. You have to always be ready. How I, I know the police are having some issue with retention yeah. and um, recruiting. H- how's the world of firefighters? Are you guys um, losing people to other towns? Uh, it's it's a, not so much other, other towns. We did uh, lose some guys um, for other other line of work, they, they left our department, um, and then we've had a number of, of uh, retirements over the years. The guys who just come of age or have their years, and um, but uh, we're not we're not as bad as bad shape, I think, as as uh, police. You know, hats off to them. You know, they have a tough job, and right. you know, in this day and age, how many people actually want to do that job? Unfortunately, um, for what they sometimes have to deal with and what they go through. But um, you know, we're we're doing okay. Um, the lists aren't as the hiring list, I don't think, is, are as big as, as uh, what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be um, the past few times we've hired, we're going a little a, a little bit further than what we used to go. We, everybody used to come from in the city. Sometimes now we're, we're reaching out further from uh, city limits to get qualified candidates. Um, we're speaking with Billy Sovia from the New Bedford Fire Union. Billy, be- before we let you go, I, I just want if you could leave the audience we're getting into this into the spring and summer months outside fires things like that um it seems like you always see someone lights their their vinyl siding on fire with a grill or something like that Mm because i just haven't thought it through could you give the audience a few tips or maybe a reminder or two yeah i mean sometimes you gotta put you know think of common sense but uh, unfortunately people don't uh, you know sometimes just think of of what could happen um, but yeah, make sure you don't have a grill, you know, up against the house or near, near any kind of structure. You want to have it probably close to, you know, 10 feet away or so at the minimum. Um, make sure, you know, it, it's, it's up to par. Your grill, if you use a propane grill, you don't have any leaks. The hoses are all good. Um, you're not using any old equipment that's damaged because you don't want to have any leaks or any issues because then that could cause, cause a problem. If you're burning, um, you know, do not use gasoline to start your fire or stoke your fire. That's, that's just a bad idea. Don't use any kind of chemicals. Clean, clean, clean wood, you know, that, that's it. You know, you can't really, and the city limits are not really supposed to be burning too much, uh, or especially brush or any of that stuff. So, you know, no chemicals, no gasoline. Make sure your grills are, uh, you know, all up to date. There's no damage to the stuff. Um, and just, you know, enjoy yourself. Be careful, careful you know, common sense. Um, so... Billy, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us, and thanks for the work you do. Yeah, thank you, thank you, members, for us. Really, really, really appreciate yes. it, Billy. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thanks, Bill. Absolutely, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Peace. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast tonight. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Welcome back. So, um, well, I was just, um, I was just actually talking to uh, my uh, my old coach at Stang, Coach Puente, Anthony Puente, uh, the fire department. We have him in regularly to do a fire safety segment. And I said, "Hey, this feels like a good time. We're gonna we're gonna set something up soon, uh, probably next week uh, for a fire safety segment." It really is because we're gonna people are gonna be real quickly. They'll be doing the burning outside mm-hmm. in the yard, the, lighting up the barbecue, and, and I I say that because I always remember summer comes first lighting up of the grill or spring whatever it is and you've got the grill positioned how you had it for the winter Mm -hmm. you're pulling it out and you're just not even thinking you're not used to it that first light it's leaning against the house you know what i mean it's really um it doesn't take much yeah so just please please think about it you know yeah i mean that big thanksgiving fire was a turkey fry so someone was frying a turkey Mm -hmm. out on their property yeah, the thing about firefighters and police, but 
it's training and colleagues and equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, most of these men and women will do just about anything. Yeah. The line of duty calls if they and, and particularly if they can trust their equipment, their training, their colleagues. Um, and the to me, look, I understand at the end of the day, you have to balance the budget and taxpayers, you know, have to. There's a limit to what you can pay. But really, it we can never pay these people enough and they're not motivated by money mm-hmm. they are motivated though by making sure if they die in the line of duty their family is taken care of yeah so i particularly and the city did the right thing for officer cassidy the state did not and i i do think that fight is going to be coming up again yeah i mean i have to we have to give um former counsel hugh dunn credit for really getting that home rule petition past the finish Absolutely. line he had to play some pretty hardball politics actually to get that home rule petition through and so, um, you know, the, the template's there. Um, so we just got to pass it again and see if we can get it through this time, right? Got a whole new session. I've got, I've got, uh, I've done some more research into it and um, I understand why it didn't make it last time. Um, we've got um, four years of a new administration. But I, but I do think, I'm glad you brought up Hugh Dunn because I do think that we haven't, done a retrospective on him that it, that it has deserved to be done. Um, his, I agree. His, his incredible accomplishments. I agree. The talents that are no longer there. Yeah. You can see in this last yeah. piece of business at the city council, Hugh Dunn would have been a valuable contribution to that conversation. I agree. Um, just the policy experience and knowledge and all of that. And, uh, and just to slow it down. And I think exactly uh, his advocacy, I think, think would have been good. Um, you know, to the to the point though. You know, last night there was a meeting in the uh, in the city council with uh, Michael Rock, who's the director of, yes. of content. Tim Weisberg was there, but Michael spent most of the time, uh, I think, speaking on behalf of the station. I think all the time speaking on behalf of the station. And he left, I think, uh, fairly encouraged about the council's, um, you know, feel, thoughts and feelings about WBSM. Your your um podcast with michael he came right from the meeting was mm-hmm. here um is is absolutely worth listening to folks if you, if you missed it it's, last night it's kind of funny i was like i used to listen to michael rock all the time you know when i was you know just he's an institution right really Fun 107 used to listen to Fun 107 all the time growing up and used to hear michael rock and then i'm like oh my god i'm interviewing michael rock right now <laughs> you so, know it's crazy so i'm glad you said that because yesterday um i was at dial's as I mentioned, and um, there is a Taylor Swift concert coming up. Mm-hmm. And one of the nurses there um, is taking her daughter, and they're really excited about it. They, they wanted to go last time, but it got canceled because of COVID. And she used a ticket service. It's very hard to get these tickets. And then they weren't going to sit until a few days before the concert is what they said. And it sounded sketchy to her. Yeah. And she was telling me, and I said, geez, that does sound sketchy to me as well. I said, I knew who will know. So I called Michael Rock right yeah. from dialysis, and it was so funny because it was all this mostly female nurse. It's, it's all but one of the female nurses, and they were standing there. So I, I said, "Look, I'll know who to call." So I called Michael Rock, and they're like, "He's talking to Michael Rock." <laughs> they're like, "I heard his voice. That's Michael Rock. He's talking to Michael Rock." And like, I go, "I go. You guys never appreciated me like you do right now. I can talk to Michael Rock. That's right. He's my That's buddy." Funny. And then I, I said, "I said, you know." He volunteered to be one of my pallbearers. 
<laughs> I called her from the hospital. I said, I said, I said, Michael. I go, I go. Natalie's going to be too upset, so she she might not understand. I said, so I'm making a couple calls. I want you to be my pallbearer. And he goes, I, I did the same thing with Aaron Burke and with Chris Campbell. And, and, and I remember Aaron Burke, the lawyer that he is, goes, goes. Are we there yet already? I go, what? He goes, do we need to have this conversation? I go, well, when we, when, when, when we need to, I won't be I'm, here. I'm, a, I'm offended you didn't call me, but you thought I was dead. No, no, I did think you were dead. I did think you were dead. I did think you were dead. I did think I had killed you. I was really upset about that. Um. Even though I had signed up to kill communists when I was 18, I, when I finally had killed one, I, I felt terrible about it. Yeah. It, yeah. The tables have turned. Um. Yeah. So uh, let's let's take a break. Oh, uh, actually, before I did, I just wanted to make the we wanted to make the point that we have um, from that meeting. Actually, uh, we have a new segment that's gonna that's Excellent. gonna start. Yeah, and uh, so we're going to be talking to um, Ryan Pereira uh, regularly. He's the city council uh, chair of uh, on uh, the committee on ordinances, which used to be Hugh Dunn's committee. It's very important because it's ordinances. Ordinances are local municipal laws. Right. So basically, everything has to go through there. So whenever he has an ordinance meeting, he's going to call into South Coast tonight after to react to it. So I'm, I, he called me this morning. He wanted to set that segment up. I'm really excited about it. So I think the, the next meeting's April 11th. So we're going to hear from him then. I'm, I'm really excited about that segment. I, I am too, and I appreciate that that Council Pereira reached out to you. I do too. Um, after after the after uh, Michael Rock met with the council yesterday, um, and I heard his um, you know on the segment with you, um, I reached out to, to Councilor Gomes. He was going to join us tonight, Marcus, as you know, but he he had a schedule conflict, so he wasn't able to. But he's going to join us Friday. Yeah, Councilor Gomes will join us Friday, and and again, we encourage all the councilors. Um, I think we have a good relationship with, with mo- almost all of them. Um, and so any of them that want to come on, you know, have something to say or, or you know, pitch pitch to the voters, whatever they're doing, um, we're always welcome to that. That's we're why here. we started the show. Exactly. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. Take South Coast tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now, back to South Coast Tonight. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. 508-996-0500 so you can join us. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Um, so, Marcus, tell me something. We, you have a piece up at WBSM about the Fairhaven Firefighters. Fairhaven Firefighters. Yeah. Who saved my life. Yes. So they're, they're near and dear to my heart. Yeah, so, um, and I, I was saying yesterday, uh, Kevin Gonzalez, union president, I've known him since I was five years old. We went to wood school together right down the street, the old wood school. And so, uh, so the we talked to Kevin a couple weeks ago on the air, and I have a, I have an article on that as well. They need their, the, 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 the sort of cliff notes of it is they hired a new staff in January, right? That new staff is going to bring their, their per shift uh, staffing up a little bit, but... They need more firefighters to bring their staff up to a more reasonable level, one that's more manageable. Um, the way they're proposing to do that is a Proposition 2.5 override, which, as you've explained, is a uh, Proposition 2.5 is a cap on the total levy limit on municipal taxes. And so um, Kevin said it's going to cost, uh, they did a feasibility study, $2 per week um, per household to add those additional uh, add those additional firefighters. 
And so, but now they're hearing apparently from the town. And in fairness, the yeah. town can't comment on it. Well, here's the thing, Marcus. First of all, I'm a huge fan of Proposition 2.5. When we have legislative candidates in here, I always ask them about it, all mm -hmm. right? Because one of the great things about Prop 2.5 is there can be overrides. Right. Right? I mean, that's the beautiful part of the law. Yeah. Is that when you have a legitimate reason to do it, as was envisioned, that's why it's in the law, part of the law as the tax as the voters passed back in 1980 Marcus yeah that's how long the law's been around yeah is the capacity to override the law right however you have to have a long runway all the information out there mm -hmm. not confusion yes so I would like to hope that the board of selectmen town administrator everybody, can get a unified message, mm -hmm. answer all the questions, Yeah, not already start what appears to be, appears to be, confusion, a shell game. Yeah, because... Mistrust. Because what, what, what the union said, the town has told them, is that they need the Prop 2.5 override just to keep two of the four firefighters they already hired. Right. So this is something that they hadn't heard. They didn't hear in January, and they hadn't heard till now, and it's almost April. And so they came out with this uh, press release yesterday. I did ask all the select board members. They more or less said, um, you know, they're unable to comment because it's, you know, um, contract negotiations, stuff I, like I, that. I, I, I got I to be honest with you. I don't see how that breaks the sanctity of contract negotiations to say, I believe we'll need a Prop 2.5 override. Well, I think they, they, do, they are saying they need a Prop 2.5 override, but I think there's probably some specifics maybe they, they can't get into. Or I guess they, either that or they don't want to. But I will say to that, uh, to that end, uh, I know last night in the, uh, the Fairman Select Board meeting, Selectman Corey did say he's not going to support anything that cuts firefighters, which I think is good. He's planning on coming on and joining us uh, sometime soon to talk about um, pro the Prop 2.5 override, so we're going to be looking forward to that. But the, either way, uh, there is some communication issues between the town and the union. And frankly, um, you know, it's not enough to maintain the firefighters that you just hired. You've got to hire more. You, not only do you have to hire more, you're not going to get continuous prop overrides. Yeah. So what you need to do, the selectmen need to do, is have a unified message for what other needs they may have. Yeah. So do they need other departments need a little more money. The school. Before, you've got to get that all out. Yeah. You can't start going, well, but we need this. You know, in other words, it, it, it has to be a unified message, an honest message that answers everyone's questions, not things that um, suddenly at the last minute, right? Yeah. People do not like that. They mistrust that. Yeah, and, and you're asking people, um, hey, can we have unfettered, uh, an unfettered ability to raise your taxes right. in perpetuity right. forever, right? right? <laughs> so, right. so it's something that, that, that needs to be really clear and carefully, uh, caref a really clear and carefully constructed message. So, um, you know, one of the things is the school, I talked to uh, Brian Monroe, the school committee vice chair was on yesterday and said that they're going to take a $200,000 haircut if they don't uh, pass Prop 2.5. So, um, 
Yeah, so the town's in some dire financial, not dire, but difficult financial constraints right now. Marcus, if you look around the town of Fairhaven, you have seen very little industrial growth. Mm-hmm. You may have even, there may even be an argument, depending on where you look on the calendar in the history book. It's been a retraction. It's been, exactly, yeah. right? right? And, and, and that is the reality of it, mm-hmm. okay? Um, that the loss of AT&T. Yeah. Tremendous loss. Um, and the um, fact that you, you need business like that, but I haven't seen anything. Right. Yeah. In fact, there's, you know, there's seems to be, you know, growing numbers of vacancies. Right. And so um, there is they do, there isn't there is definitely need to drive some revenue. Uh, again, I think more housing development would be good for that. Um, so to, to bring it back to that. But the, the the issue with housing is, is that housing tends to bring children, which tend to bring school costs. Yeah. Um, so so housing is good. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes the math isn't perfect. Yeah. Uh, on that, and and you're not going to restrict housing based solely on on the taxes issue, because it does bring more people, which brings more economic growth. So, you know, there's there, there, there's there's a lot to the mix. Um, one of the things that ought to be considered is we've just passed legalized gambling. We just passed legalized, legalized marijuana is now in effect. Okay. When I say in effect, I mean, they've started to get the real financial impact of it at the Mm -hmm. tax level, right? That's all coming into the state coffers. Yeah. That ought to be matriculating down to local. Uh, Actually, the opening weekend uh, for Massachusetts was the fit. uh, It was the fifth busiest state in the country. Uh, so it was pretty good, a pretty good turnout for um, for for legalized gambling so far. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We got to take a break before we t- go to the phone. Good evening. We can fit one more call in. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. I wasn't even I wasn't able to be available to listen to your um, conversation with the uh, union president there from the Buffett Fire Department. Oh, hey, Phil. Uh, um, I had a family member living in that building last night. Oh, oh man. And his girlfriend. Thank God okay. they were okay. They weren't even in the building. But for the first half hour, they weren't responding to their phone. Someone spoke to them early, and they thought they were making reference to a house fire my brother was in years ago. But we were able to work it out. But I got to say, I am so proud of not just our first responders, the mutual aid. We had, we had ambulances from Wayhampton West. Yep. Uh, half hour after the mayor left last night, because I was coming and going, Kelly right around the corner. Um, I saw the District 1 chief from Dartmouth still on scene. I saw the fire chief from Fahaven still on scene. Wow. Um, it was amazing. It's sad and tragic. It could have been so much worse. Absolutely, Phil. Absolutely. The bravery and heroism, even people in the building saving each other. Um, I got the stories because I do the red. I got connected with the Red Cross. I was channeling people there where to go, um, and I was back there today when they found um, the second individual. And I leaned on one of the meters, brought tears to my eyes. Of course. And it was sadness, but it was joy too to know how everybody came together. And, and I, I love what our community is doing. There's a lot of things already being planned. And uh, Chris, you've been through a lot these last few years. And you still go back to the community, and you still have compassion. Sure. And I have more than I ever had we now. deal with it on a daily basis around us, let's just hope our community doesn't forget about this and we can learn. 
And I'm glad I got the call in tonight, guys. Thanks, Absolutely. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, thanks, thanks for everything. Thanks, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm a better person because of what I went through. I mean, yeah. I, you know, really, really, it, it didn't make me better. It just really made me uh, appreciate people who were so kind to me. Adversity builds character. That, that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. But yeah, it it, it, it was a real out, outflow. And look, guys, let's as uh, Phil said, I hope we don't forget about it. As lessons to be learned. Yes, absolutely. Right? Um, so let's support our firefighters and first responders. Let's get them the things that they need to do their job, and let's make sure they're taken care of or their families are taken care of. Can you imagine if you were in that fire and um, you would you be thinking about your tax bill? Right. right. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, obviously, you always got to think about your taxes, and I know that's not maybe a, even a, a realistic thing to, to say. It certainly <laughs> isn't. But I'm just, you know, but really, you, you it doesn't matter in that fire situation, right? Um, or 